Listener supported. WNYC Studios. What's good, Empire fans? Today we are talking about episode four. There's going to be spoilers. There's going to be cursing. So if you have an issue with any of those, go watch some cartoons. You are listening to the Empire After Party. My name is Josanne Cummings, and this week, Lucius reminds us what it means to be street. Where we come from, if the cops raid your house, that makes you a G. If the feds raid your house, that makes you an OG. That gives you that street cred, that ghetto pass. Now in the public perception of empire is that we are so raw. You are so raw that you go and film some music video looking like California Love Part 2. Lucia's concept for the video is a post-apocalyptic Black Panther theme with the brothers fighting police oppression. Everybody's fighting the police in this episode. Everybody. Under arrest. Portia, call my lawyer. I'm being harassed by the cops again. Why are you arresting me? You have an outstanding warrant for failure to appear in court. Oh, man, that's a bull. And making deals with the law. Okay, if I give you what you need, you gotta let me out of here right now. I cannot miss another night with my sons. I miss too many. Meanwhile, our man Lucius can't get a break. Lucius is gonna fight you on that because he really wants this deal to go through. It's as good as dead. And Hakeem is mad at everybody, which drives him to drink unconvincingly as a baby-faced alcoholic sitting at the bar acting like the weight of the world is on his shoulders, doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what to think, until a song about butterflies. Yeah, I'm going to need a translator for that. But you know what I won't need a translator for? Cookie. Because last night, she was at her best. No, I don't want no Indian food. You know it gives me the... Uh-uh. Uh, white bitch, you got to go. Do I look like I catch the subway? Tell me a grandma that got an ass like this. Every time Cookie smacks her own ass in Empire... An angel gets its wings. I'm convinced. I am convinced. An angel is also looking down on us because we are blessed this week to have our first guest from Empire, who has actually worked on Empire, Mark Batson, a Grammy-winning producer who has worked with Dr. Dre, heard of him, Eminem, you heard of him. Jay-Z, you heard of him. Beyonce, you heard of her. Alicia Keys, he's produced for everybody and anybody we have heard of in the last 20 years of music history. He also produced the very first tune in season two of Empire. I got my hands in the air, officer don't shoot, told him I couldn't breathe, then he gave me the boot, cause they be given the time, but never gave me the loop, they got my back to the wall, so what a brother gonna do, took a couple of L's, they say it tries to fail, let's see the put on the mask, so throw the work The very scale. first song that we hear in this season premiere of Empire, What's Born to Lose, um, and we got Cookie in a gorilla suit, Al right. Sharpton, we got right. we got a lot 
going on. It's with uh, Swiss Beat, Sean Cross, Yaz, and Jesse Smollett. How did this happen? What Lee Daniels was interested in was not to go a cliche-ish route with this, with the opening of the second season of the show, which was to actually touch on some actual issues or make people have to deal with some things that were imperative or important for now. Police brutality and police injustice, which is an important issue in the African-American community right now. He always kind of started by picking talent that wasn't mainstream talent and just finding a way to make them make their statement on the show. And Cross is that he's the real thing. So to have him open the show as the rapper on the show pulled it into a reality context. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the kings of Harlem. He's like a living legend in Harlem. And we was all there with Swizz and, and then we just came up with the idea to to push him into this space that felt like where Marvin Gaye was when Trouble Man came out. Did you were you watching Empire the previous season? Yes, I watched the entire Empire and I loved it. Okay. I loved it. It, these are stories that we've heard of and we've seen, but we've never seen them on mainstream television. So you were more than excited to get this opportunity to contribute to the show. O- o- Overjoyed just to sit in the room with Lee Daniels and talk with him, which is an outrageous experience. <laughs> can, you, says, can, can you tell me about that experience? when you like say a ball, a ball of energy and a ball of stories. He's a storyteller. Is that a different kind of way to start the, the, the creative process for making a song for yourself? I mean, you've been in the studio with... So many people, uh, right. you, you, you've named some of them, but everyone from Dr. Dre to Nas, you've also done films, Beauty Shop, Miami Vice. So in what ways was it a challenge for you? Hmm. Every time I've ever worked on a film, I've o- I always have seen the images first. Okay. And this was the first time I did not see the images. I just heard the storyteller. So when did you get to actually see your music set to the images open the night on television wow <laughs> and all of my friends okay so you have your your your, your friends loved ones sitting around the tv watching right. empire you right. guys you're one of 17 million households right. that are, are are tuning into this Right. I, I mean, did you know that it was coming? Did Lee say, hey, just so you know, your your song's in the first scene. Did you know it was going to be that soon? We knew it was the opening when okay. we first talked about it. Okay. This is how he wanted to open the show. And the first performance he, want anybody, he wanted anybody to mm-hmm. see was mm-hmm. going to be Sean Cross. Now, you talked a lot about Sean Cross. Swiss Beats is somebody that you knew. Uh, you've worked with both of them. But Yaz and Jussie. What did you think about the way that they, you know, complimented the track that you did? I could rewind it again and again and listen to the story that they told and the passion in which they conveyed to the audience of something that's a difficult topic to touch on mainstream television. And uh, I I appreciated it. I, I, I enjoy at this point in my career being involved in things that are important. And I think if I go back to my first early hit records were like India Ari, Brown Skin. I think that's an important record. Brown skin up against my brown skin. Anthony Hamilton singing "Coming from Where I'm From." That's some. Those are important those, records. Those those are indeed very very important records. All records that have a message. Yeah, this season feels a lot more. They took the music more seriously. I mean, and that was evident from the very first song. Um, 
what to you is a big difference between this season's music and last season's music? I think it's becoming more challenging because they have that creative freedom to be able to not have to do or follow any norms. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been seeing over the this new season a, a, a series of non-norms. I, I'm always interested to know how long songs take to create. How long did it take for you to uh, create Born to Lose? And what was Lee Daniels' reaction when you brought it to him? Okay, the, the song sparked up quick. I think it went an hour. When those things okay. happen, it just happens. When, when you... Lee came to the studio to hear the song, he said, you know what? All I do all day is give comments about how things need to change and comments and comments and comments. And he said, for the first time, I have no comment. Nice, nice. That's what he said. You mentioned uh, you're working with Alicia Keys. Yes. What else do you have going on? What else can people expect? We have an Anthony Hamilton album in the works that's, okay. that's I, I think, is, is, is a pinnacle artistically. Any chance we'll hear more from you via Empire? Yes. Oh, possibly, possibly later this season. That's another thing we we, we possibly have in the works. So, okay, well, I'll, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thank you, sir. A lot of people call Empire historic for the way it portrays hip hop culture to the mainstream. I've got my friend Shay Serrano here. He knows a lot about hip hop. He's a writer for Grantland and the author of The Rap Yearbook, the most important rap song from every year since 1979, discussed, debated, and deconstructed. This makes Shay a savant about hip-hop, but he isn't a savant about Empire, the show. He doesn't really watch it, though he does and has heard some of the music from the show. And, well... Let's just say that we disagree on one of the songs. Oh my. What did, what did you think of that song? I thought it was amazing. I was like, this we, plus we, it's hard out here for a pimp. Like, I need yeah. a Terrence Howard album. He, the the immediately. hard out here for a pimp song. That is from Hustle and Flow, yeah. and that is a that is a true classic. Speaking of rappers turned actors, Ludacris was in the show. Who's your favorite rapper slash actor? Oh, it's not even close. It's Tupac. Yeah, it's got to be. He did what did he do? Poetic Justice, Juice, and and Above the Rim. Like, right. I think Juice first, and then Juice I mean, was his debut. Yeah, he went. I mean, back to back to back on incredible. Role like that guy was a a movie star. Yeah, yeah. Gridlock Gridlock was terrible. Yeah, Gridlock was. Let's let's just throw that one out there. But those three, like no other rapper has had a three movie run like that. This is like an Omar Epps type three movie run. Yeah, like where it's just this undeniable thing. Yeah, Tupac is is got to be up there. Who is gonna make you? What rapper has to come on Empire to make Shea Serrano sit down? Nine o'clock Wednesday night appointment <laughs> television and tune in. Who is that guy that you're like? Okay, one wa- guy. There's one guy. only one guy that I need to see on the show. I'm bracing myself. Wearing one of the same big fur coats that Cookie wears. Like I want to <laughs> see him walk in. He's gonna be so good at it. Drake. If you put Drake in a fur coat, I'm coming to watch the please, show. Please, please, 
God, if you're listening to this podcast, not even Lee Daniels, God, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, executive produce Lee Daniels to make Drake appear on the show. That that show would do numbers, right? How perfect would that be? The the book's format is such that Shay takes a position on a and and declares a song for each year being the most important. But he opened this book up to other writers such as myself and allowed us to present an argument against that, right? Correct. Now, you, you heard the snitching song, but you did not hear, uh, you haven't heard any other songs. Am I am I? Am I, I, I listened to a few of them. Drip Dave, Drop, did you hear I Drip? listened to Drip Drop. Dave had me listen to that, that one. That is a banger, and I would <laughs> like you to consider that. Now, what is the 2014 song of the year, the most important song of 2014? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. That's why Young Thug. Young Thug, Rich Berg, Homie Kwan. Rich Homie Kwan. Great hook. Love that song. In 2015, I'd actually like to have you consider Drip Drop <laughs> um, when you pick make the part two in like 30 years from now. Um, consider Drip Drop. You know what? I mean, you're, you're like halfway joking, but that might be a real thing when we move 10 years away from now and, and Empire has changed everything. Like you would really have to consider... How at least it a counter-argument. Give at, me 200 words. I, give me space for 200 words, and you I could, will. You could put that, because if if this whole warble rap thing that's going on with, like, mm-hmm. Future and, and Rich Homie Kwan and Young Thug and Fetty right. Wap, like, if it just disappears in two years, yes. but Empire is still around, like, you're probably right. It was yeah. more important. Drip Drop was the most important song this year. <laughs> it really was. Um, Drip Drop is by Hakeem Lyon. And Hold on. The family's last name is Lion? Yes. Like that's sure. the <laughs> This is why you need to watch the show. Not so you know Are things like this. Are all of like the this, families but... named after animals? Like everybody in the show has an animal <laughs> last name? Are there cheetahs? No. No, there 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 there's cheetah print, but there's not uh there's not necessarily cheetahs. I will say um you should hear how many ways they flip the lion I can't even family imagine. name. Oh, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. But um Hakeem is the one that uh, performed Drip Drop, which, once again, Song of the Year 2015. Another great song, and I want you to hear this song, and I want to get your take on it. Had my eyes on the throne since I came to this earth. Yeah. Greatness, I'm destined for more than the universe. I'm a king, boss. Rule everything I sustain on my word. Put in work, 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 work. I run it tough like a running back. Hit me the ball and I ran it back. Go every time like I'm in the set. I run the team, call me quarterback. I ain't come from the bottom, but still had the ground for it. About to blow. Shay? Yeah. They, um, to give you a little bit more info on this song, this song was co-written with Timbaland, executive music producer of the show, which is why another reason why you should be watching every week. Um, thoughts on About to Blow? It was it was surprisingly good. Like, yeah, right, yeah. right. I was not expecting the drip drop song. Is, it's like a goofy song, but this one is a song. It's a serious song. Like I really feel like I'm about to blow right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I mean, like I felt like it was a song that Future would have done, and I also felt like it was a song that was really good for Timberland, who. Um, I don't know. Like, like how mad were rappers that he did that he didn't give that to him? I I I I said the same thing about a couple <laughs> of his songs. Like he's sitting on a couple of hits and he's using them specifically for 
Empire. He makes more than a couple of appearances in the rap yearbook. Am I right? Yeah, you can't write about rap with, especially through the like 2000s, without getting into Timberland. Like the late 90s to 2000s, he was unbelievable. Does Does Timberland get a year? A whole year? No. Uh, no, but he's a, in a couple of counter arguments. I feel. Yeah, he is. Like you know, of course, Misty gets gets brought up, and and then we go. There's a section where you go into that whole like Virginia movement that happened. Mm-hmm. You've got clips and Neptunes and Missy, and I mean, it's just like wait, these are the, some of the best acts yep. of all time. Yep. You can't not write about Timberland, and then you know why would you not want to? Because he's such a fun guy. Also, Big Pimpin'. You know, he's of yep. course in. Yeah, that, that yeah. One got a he's chapter. involved in that as well. So uh, thank you so much, Shay. I really appreciate it. Um, let's pray together about Drake <laughs> appearing on Empire. When, um, when that, I'm flying back to New York when that happens. Y'all, it's been real. And I have a lot of people to thank for this episode. Our producers, James Ramsey, Sean Ramos-Farm, Rachel Neal, Dan O'Donnell, Kyle Smith, Delaney Simmons, Paula Schumann, Lee Hill, Empire After Party. They are the reason why it is so jumping each and every week. And you should join us each and every week on Twitter every Wednesday night at Empire Podcast can hit me at Joe's NC. We're always getting it live and popping with Twitter fingers. Join us. Thank you so much. And I am out of here like the case against Lucius Lyons.